Uh, well, we're in Isaiah chapter 26, and we're coming down to verse number 3. This is one of the most beautiful and powerful promises of the Bible that is available to God's people. Now, God's people uh, is those that belong to the Lord Jesus, those that have been washed by the blood of the Lamb, those that have had their names written in glory. Amen. Um, now, whenever we're in Isaiah 26, verse 3, it says here, Thou wilt. Keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. Now, there's some things that we want to look at in this verse. Number one is that it's God who's doing the performing. God is the one who's performing an action, and the action that God's performing is keeping you or keeping me in perfect peace. That means that no matter how loud the fireworks that the devil shoots off, no matter how, how loud the lion uh, roars, no matter how dark it may get, God keeps his people in perfect peace through all of it. Through every ebb and flow of every storm, we don't have to panic. We don't have to hit the panic button. We don't have to look for the exit sign. We don't have to look here, there, and anywhere. God keeps his people in perfect peace that keep their mind stayed on him. Now, there's an important thing that I want you to see is that this, this peace that God makes available to us is, is available on this condition that you keep your mind on him now we know that the mind is a battleground that the enemy uses the the mind is where those thoughts begin to get launched into our mind you see if the enemy can get your thoughts to to begin to shrink back from faith in the lord then he can keep you back from those promises of God. There are promises of God for every single believer. You don't have to be a, a gold star believer. Those promises are available to you and to me, no matter where, what side of the tracks you come from, it matters who your faith is in. If your faith is in the right one, then you have access to the right promise. And this promise is, no matter how much COVID is, is attacking people, no matter how many jobs we lose, no matter how many friends, we lose, no matter how much our finances fail, no matter how much our health may go down, the Lord says here that he'll keep us in perfect peace as long as we keep our mind stayed on him. Now the sad reality is that there's many Christians that, that do not walk in perfect peace, let's be honest. And if there was probably a time to point fingers, we could all point them back at ourselves. There's times that we've not had perfect peace. There's been times that we've had our, our, let's just say it like this, we've had our boats rocked by circumstances. There's times in all of our lives where we begin to take our eyes off of the Lord Jesus and we begin to put our eyes on the way that we look in front of people or the way that other people think about us or the way that, that we want this to be or that to be. But God said, if, if you keep your mind on those things, you're not going to have perfect peace. No matter how sincere you are, I want you to know that when Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup, when Esau sold that birthright, the Bible says he sought it back earnestly. He had an earnest desire in his heart to get it back, but, but he couldn't get it back. It was already sold. It was done, gone. And you know, so many believers, so many believers have this promise out in front of them. So many believers, there is a beautiful promise for you. I don't know what you're 
going through, but I know that God will keep you in perfect peace. But you have to keep your mind on Him. You have to sometimes get into a place where you make a determination that you're not going to let, you're not going to let people keep you back from Jesus. There's times that we kind of get, we get involved in other people's lives. There's times that we want to take a minute and try to help somebody out. And we want to do this and try to help them out. And we want to try to serve over here and try to do this over there. But if we're not careful, as God's people, we'll slowly and deathly take our eyes off of Jesus. Our mind won't be on Him anymore, and our peace will be evaporating just like the water on a hot day in Louisiana. It'll evaporate quicker than you can shake a stick at. God didn't leave. We did. God didn't move. We did. God didn't stop keeping His people in perfect peace. We stopped keeping our mind on Him. And so we can get news from CNN or Fox News or wherever your news source is, and we can begin to, to, to really soak those things in, and we can really begin to take those things to heart, and we can really begin to meditate on those things. Well, they said that the approval rating's gone down 40%, and they said that the effectiveness is up to 80%, and they said the death rate 17%, and they said this percent and that percent, and we can begin to run around, and we can begin to look to men and not ever realize we've taken our mind off of Jesus. There's a simplicity in following Jesus. Now, it's not to live in ignorance. Ignorance is not talking about ignorance being bliss, but there's a simplicity in it because we know where our source is. Our source isn't in 10 different answers. Our source isn't in 10 different ways. Jesus said, He is the way, the truth, and the life. I want you to know there's life at the cross. God will call you to die to self, but if you'll be willing to let go and die to self, God will resurrect you and give you a new life. He'll give you a new future. He'll put a new attitude in you, a new mindset in you. He'll put a new spirit in you. He'll put hope where the world has left hopelessness. God will begin to do for you what no man can do for you because you've kept your mind on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace. This perfect peace will t- this perfect peace is the same thing that David had when he looked at Goliath. He knew his God was bigger than Goliath. Amen. See, faith wasn't blind. Faith wasn't blind. He, he, he didn't go into the battle blind. He took five stones. He took five stones. He had wisdom. He took five stones. But I want you to know, he wasn't shaking. He wasn't quivering in his boots. He wasn't thinking, well, if this thing don't hit, I better run for it. He knew who his God was in the middle of that battle. I want you to know, however big the battle is, God is bigger. God is bigger than your health. God is bigger than your finances. God is bigger than your relationship. God is bigger than your spouse, bigger than your kids bigger than your job, bigger than your church. God's bigger. No matter what your problem is, God's bigger. And I want you to know this. This perfect peace that he said that he will keep you in is a promise or a heritage for the believer. I'm saying that for a reason, for the believer. Because there's many people that don't access the promises of God. You can sit on a church pew every Sunday till the Lord comes back and not access one promise of God. You can clap your hands and stomp your feet and do cartwheels at the altar call and do all that you need to do and still not access the promises of God. 
What a sad reality. You see, it comes down to do you believe God at his word? Do you believe what he said? It's not about, look, you can have all the scriptures on, the, on a bumper sticker. You can get them on a magnet on your refrigerator door. You can memorize them till the cows come home. But that don't mean that you've accessed them by faith. It comes down to childlike faith, simply believing what God said. I believe Daniel had this kind of faith. Daniel had this kind of belief and trust in God. When they put all that meat in front of him, he knew it was going to defile his body. So he had the audacity to say, I don't want your steak. I don't want your chicken. I don't want your turkey legs. I don't want your ham hock. I don't want none of that. I'm going to keep myself pure before my God. And they said, no, no, you can't do that. You'll begin to starve to death. You'll begin to get weak. Uh-uh. Because his source was from another place his source wasn't from that natural meat his source was from spiritual meat his source was from the lord above not the king on this earth but the king of kings in heaven and 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 sometimes we need to remember that our god is greater than our circumstance you know our generation we live in right now everybody is fearful of what's going to happen next we live in a time when when you know, our military's doing things, our presidents are doing things, and, and pandemics are going on, and the stock market's going on, and this is going on, and that's going on. But you know what? God will keep you in perfect peace in Babylon. God will keep you in perfect peace in Babylon. It doesn't matter how many kings of Babylon rise up. It don't matter how many Nebuchadnezzars come to America. It don't matter how many enemies come and take your stuff. I want you to know God will keep you in perfect peace. So many people, though, they don't access that perfect peace, do they? There's times in our lives, we, if we're honest, that we didn't do it, right? You know, people put faith in things that are crazy, you see, Brookshire's, they can send you a coupon in the mail. They can send you a coupon. Buy one jug of milk, get one free. They can send you that coupon in the mail. In the mail, you'll clip it out. You'll go up there to the cash register with two jugs of milk, but only money for one. Why? Because you put faith in what they said. You, you won't go up there any other way. You'll go up there completely believing that they'll do what they said. Why don't we believe like that on God? That he'll do what he said. He said he'll keep you in perfect peace. All you got to do is bring the coupon to the cash register. That's all you got to do. Just bring that coupon to the cash register and say, hey, I'm going to keep my mind on him because if I do, the weapons of war, they're going to be rising up against me, but they're not going to prosper against me in Jesus' name. They may rise up, but God's gonna, God's gonna send them back down. They're not going to overcome me because greater is He that's in me. When our mind is stayed on Him, He keeps us in that perfect peace. You see, that's why we always say, we don't have the answers, but we know who does. Amen. We know who does. And so listen, there's so many people that they'll believe Brookshire's coupon more than the Word of God. They'll look at the Word of God and they'll say, yep, that's a neat scripture. And then they'll go clip out that coupon, take it right up there to that register. 
but they won't have the peace of God in their lives. And God has it right there dripping on the Word of God. He's got it right there on, on, on the pages of Scripture. I don't believe in using your tablets, right? Just use, turn to that page. Get that real, authentic page and look at it right there. Isaiah 26, verse 3. He will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on Him. That's the promise of God for the season that the church needs. We don't need to be running to men right now. Sad reality. So many people are running and finding answers at the feet of men. So many people are running and finding answers at the feet of of politicians and, and running to health gurus and running to this and running to that. But look, you you know, you know this in your soul. God is the answer. Quit running from God. God is the answer. Look, it's time, it's time to take that scripture and say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to trust you in this season. I'm going to trust you. I don't know how we're going to make it through this season, but I know who's going to carry me through this season. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this bumpy ride, but I know who's going to carry me through this bumpy ride. I know we're going to get to the other side because God said so. I don't know how, but I know we will. Amen? That's faith. That's what the Lord's looking for in our lives. But if we're honest, so many times, so many people miss the promises of God because we just get so, uh, we, we get, we treat the Word of God, we treat the Word of God indifferently sometimes instead of actually applying it into our lives. Unbelief. Unbelief will prevent you from being delivered. Unbelief will prevent you from being set free. You can sing it, right? He set me free, yes, he set me free, and have all kinds of spiritual bondage going on. The devil actually loves it when you sing it but don't know it. Oh, he loves that. He loves people that, 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 that talk about, you know, the, uh, the, the power of God, but don't know the power of God. He loves people that talk about Jesus is the way, but they don't ever go that way. They, he loves people that know that Jesus is the one who breaks the chains, but they still in chains themselves. He loves that kind of thing. Amen. They, they, they talk about the power of God, but they don't know the power of God. Well, don't be one of those people. You know, there was a time in Israel's history when, when, when Jesus came in, in the city of Nazareth. Let me show you this in, in the book of Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, beginning in verse number 3. There was a time whenever Jesus actually came to Nazareth. You might say, you know what? If, if Jesus actually just came here and he whispered in my ear that he'll keep me in perfect peace, if he just came here and he just whispered that in my ear, then I would believe. You know, it's, it's, I'm being honest with you. There's times that whenever you get so much bad news, you begin to lose that peace. Amen? The worst news that can happen to you, God will keep you perfect peace in it. It's true. God will give you perfect peace in the worst news of your life. He will. There's so many people that are here right now listening to this message that would lift up their hands and say, I know he can do it because he did it for me. He did it for me. Amen. He did it for me. But you know what? He wants to do it for you in the little things too. He wants to do it for you in the daily process of life. God wants to give you peace when nobody calls. Come on now. God wants to give you peace when nobody writes home. 
God wants to give you peace when you cook a dinner for folks and they don't come over. God wants to give you peace whenever nobody thanks you for being and doing all that you've been and done. God wants to give you peace when you get overlooked. God wants to give you peace when you're underappreciated. God wants to give you peace when the world neglects you and casts you to the side whenever they even back up and peel out over you one more time. God wants to give you peace in all the turmoils of life, but you've got to get to that place where you keep your mind stayed on him, where you don't let the issues of life cause you to move to the left or to the right. Look, if people become a hindrance to you, just say, you know what, maybe they'll get on the board, maybe they won't, but I'm not going to hold on to that right now because it's keeping me back from Jesus. There's times where, you know, you might just have to shake your head at people but not get invested in that because you've got to keep going forward in Jesus. You've got to keep your mind on him. You say, you know what, you, you might be a thorn in my side, but you're not going to hinder me from getting to Jesus because I'm going to keep pressing on. I know, look, Paul said he's going to forget the things behind and reach forth to the things ahead, reaching forth to the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus. That's what we're called to do. Let go of those things so that we can reach forward for Jesus. Reaching forward for Jesus. Well, you got to reach forward for Jesus when nobody calls you, don't you? You got to reach forward for Jesus on Monday at 10 o'clock when nobody's called, nobody's written, you're bored, you turn on the news, and then your peace begins to evaporate like that water in Louisiana, right? Just lickety split. We just go right back where we was instead of holding on to this precious promise of God. Well, like I said, there was a time... I've heard people even say this. Well, you know, if I could just see Jesus, if I could just hear him say that, if I could just hear him say that. You know, there was a time here when Jesus was walking among his people. I want you to know that the, the deliverer was there. John says it this way. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Well, what about the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is here. He came unto his own. Does his own receive him tonight? Come on now. So the Lord here in Mark chapter 6 is in his hometown of Nazareth. It says in verse 3, they said this, Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. They were offended at Jesus. Bad place to be. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he, listen to this, verse 5, And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled because of their unbelief. You see, he was there in Nazareth, and they, they began to get offended at him because, you know, they, they were looking at it from a natural standpoint. They didn't keep their mind on Jehovah God. They were looking at the situation from a natural standpoint, and their unbelief disqualified them from the power of God. 
I mean, he could do wonderful works. He could raise people from the dead. He could cast demons out of people. He could do marvelous works, but he couldn't do anything right there in that town because he was operating through that vehicle of the carnate flesh. He was doing that, and and he was there in Nazareth, and he couldn't do any of those wonderful things because there was no faith. There was no faith. There was nothing but unbelief, and all he could do was, you know, he could just heal a few sick folks. He could, you know, take care of a few headaches, take care of a few backaches. But the Lord, the Lord says that's little. Those things are little. And a lot of times people get all, that's the big, you know. That's the big. No, the big is whenever chains are broken. The big is whenever demons are cast out of folk. The big is whenever people get saved and set free of pornography or drugs or alcohol or or shame from their past. The big is whenever somebody gets set free of of the shame of having an abortion or the shame of being a homosexual. The, The big is whenever God breaks the chains of bondage that the devil has used to choke the ever living life out of God's people. Jesus had come to tell them God is here and he's here to set you free but none of them found the freedom of God because of their unbelief God was there God was there but faith wasn't there and because faith wasn't there nothing happened amen nothing happened you see there was no there was no shortcoming on on the Lord Jesus's part and, and if you want to just take a little quick inventory, can I just put this in your, in your spirit right now? There's no shortcoming on the Holy Ghost part either. Jesus was there in Nazareth, and he, there was no shortcoming on his part. It was totally and completely on their part. And right now, the Holy Ghost is the one operating in the world today. Jesus is waiting. Jesus is about to open up that portal of heaven and come down and get the church out of here. But until he does, the Holy Ghost is the comforter. The Holy Ghost is the one that's here. The Holy Ghost is the one that is the minister, the deliverer, the the one that saves and sets God's people free. And I want you to know, there's no problem on the Holy Ghost part. Amen. You see, a quick story about electricity, right? I'll just give you a quick story. You can have a plug on the wall with all the electricity in the world, but if you never, if you never take that cord and plug it in, you're not going to access none of its goodies. You can sit there in a hot day with that plug on the wall and you got a fan next to you, but if you never plug that thing in, you're not going to receive the benefits of the power supply. And the Holy Ghost is the same way. The Holy Ghost operates the same way that Jesus operates because the Holy Ghost is God, Jesus is God, the Father is God. They they all operate the same way. They don't ever change. They're the same yesterday, today, and forever and if you'll just simply believe he's here he's still a deliverer and believe in his promise today God will set you free right now the problem's not on the Holy Ghost in the power's available the plug's on there right there on the wall all you've got to do is take your faith and say here I am Lord 
Here I am. I believe you. I accept your word. I will take you at your word. But you see, these people here, they just simply didn't do that. They just simply were so caught up in the natural things of life. You know, the natural mind is your enemy as a child of God. If you don't want to serve God, the natural mind is all you got. You better use it to the best of your ability. But for the child of God, the natural mind is your enemy. God said that to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life in Romans. And I want you to know that the carnal mind will lead you down a road where you hunger after the things that the world hungers after. You fight the way that the world fights. You lick your wounds the way the world licks their wounds. You put your hope in the same thing that they put their hope in. But God has called you to a higher place. Stop being carnally minded. Get spiritually minded. Get your mind back on Jesus. Amen. He said if you keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. That's available for us. That's a promise today, and we need it. Oh, look at the world around us. It's falling apart. It's like living in a sci-fi movie. It's getting crazier every day. But God's perfect peace is available right now for you and for me. Amen. That peace is available for us. So here, I want you to notice one other thing. is Now, the key word there is unbelief. That's what the hindrance was. It was just simply unbelief. They just simply didn't take their faith and plug it into the outlet. They just, how, how silly would it look if it was hot and I had a fan and I was just burning up because I didn't put that thing in the wall. I didn't plug it in. How silly would that look? What do you think we look like in heaven whenever we're walking around here? on eggshells, fearing what the world fears, thinking the same things that they think, putting our hope in the things that they put their hope in. When God has given us these precious promises so that we can, as Habakkuk said, walk upon the high places with hinds feet so that we can walk on those high places. We can, Those things that once were above you, you'll be able to walk on top of those things. You'll be able to walk on top of fear. You'll be able to walk on top of doubt and worry and stress and anxiety. You'll be able to cast your cares on the Lord because you know he cares for you. So it's safe to be able to do that. But what happened right here is they had unbelief. And I love what the Lord Jesus, you know, there's a lot of remarkable things. They're little bitty things, little bitty ones. Look at this, how this verse ends right here. It said that in, in verse number six, it said, he marveled because of their unbelief. And the very next sentence in this verse says, and he went round about the villages teaching. You see, I want you to just see this. They missed out. So Jesus went to another village. I mean, just as casual as casual can be. You know, and it's the same way in the church today. People, they begin to pump up and they begin to pump out all kinds of worldly things in the church and there's no power in those things to set one person free of any sin. The only power that's in it is the same thing that you get out of a little book called The Little Engine That Could. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Well, that's good because you might think you can, but I know God can. I know God can do it. I know God can set me free. I know God can keep me right. I know God can fill my heart and change my life. And it doesn't take my effort. It's all about His and what He did at Calvary. 
But just real casually, Jesus just said, okay, they don't believe. And he just went and he just started teaching somewhere else. You know, what's, how sad would it be if the Holy Ghost gave different churches different opportunities? He just came and visited different churches to see if, if people would just begin to take him at his word. Just like we take a Brookshire's coupon at its word. If we just begin to put as much trust in, in God as we do in a silly old coupon. Oh yeah, we know that they're going to honor that coupon because it came in the junk mail. It was in my junk mail. I got it in my mailbox. You're going to honor that sucker. That's what we do. We take that thing and we'll get actually indignant about it. If, if somebody acts like they're not going to honor that coupon, we just get a little indignant. Well, now that's false advertising because you said it. You need to honor it and do it. When was the last time you took the word of God to God like that? And you said, God, you said it. You said it, Lord. You said it, and I'm cashing it in. I'm, I'm believing on this one right here. I'm parking right there. I'm camping my life on this one right here. I'm not moving to the left or to the right. All of hell's going to have to push me off of this. I'm not moving one iota off of what you said. You said it, Lord. Please honor it. Please honor it, God. You said it. I believe it. That settles it. Amen? Come on. The Word of God is greater than some silly old coupon. And look how we act. Well, look how we act. We act like, well, God said it, but you know, huh, yeah. it might be for me, might not be for me. I don't know. That's for somebody else. They got to twist God's arm or something. When you know good and well that if somebody get, had a good coupon in your junk mail pile, you'd be bringing it up there to somebody's cash register demanding, come on, you, I, I need to speak to the manager because uh, y'all going to honor this thing. And when this is, this is life and death, this is sin and bondage, this is freedom, this is liberty, this is change broken, this is hope arising in the darkness, we're going to take a, a promise like that and we're going to go to the cross and we're going to say, Lord, you bought me. You own me. This is your word. This is what you said. I believe you're going to do what you said. I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to put my faith in this thing. And then you're going to access that thing. That's how God's, that's, that's how God operates in our lives. And now, 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 I want to take you in another place real quick. Go, go with me to Hebrews chapter four. And, and there's a, a story right here in Hebrews chapter four that, that I believe Paul's t telling us about the people of God. There was a time whenever God's people, and you know this, when, whenever they got set free, whenever they came out of Pharaoh, out of Egypt, and they were walking through, uh, they, they were walking to the promised land. They, 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 didn't, they didn't exactly all go in it. God delivered them out of Egypt, and only two got to go into the promised land. Well, spiritually, you know, whenever you go to the cross, that's you getting set free of Egypt. But you see, there's promises. There's promises that you have to access, and not everybody accesses these promises. You have every right to them, God wrote them to you. God made them available for you. I believe every single Israelite that came out of Egypt could have gone into the promised land to you. I believe it. I believe every single one. I don't believe God loses one sparrow. I don't believe one of those people of Israel God intended for them to not make it. 
He brought them out of Egypt for a purpose. Go and have it the promised land. God made a way. God gave them a promise. All they had to do is follow his commandments. And only two did. Moses didn't even get to go in there. Only two got to go in there, Joshua and Caleb. Well, here Paul's talking about the same thing. It's a very powerful part here in Ephesians, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter number 9, 4, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. He said, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Now, what rest is he talking about? The rest of the work. Now, I just want to just set this up for you. You see, whenever I was talking about the peace that God keeps us in, you don't have to labor for that. You, you don't have to take a news report and say, okay, how are we going to get out of this one? You don't have to, you don't have to get a, a, a slip, a pink slip in the mail from your job and say, okay, how am I going to provide for my family now? You don't have to get a bad report from the doctor and say, oh boy. You see, God keeps us in perfect peace, so we already have the answer. We just don't know how we're going to get there. We already know the destination. The destination is we're going to be kept in God's peace. The, the, the thing, it's not our job to figure the details out. That's God's territory. If B. Meyer, he said, faith puts you, puts you, listen, in a place where God is in between you and the circumstance. That's what faith does. Unbelief leapfrogs God. And it puts you in between God and your circumstance. That's what unbelief does. Unbelief, there's no rest there. In unbelief, you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to manipulate things. You're trying to make calls. You're trying to write letters. You're trying to do this, that, and the other. That's what unbelief does. But in whenever you believe, there's a rest. See, that rest is, Lord, I know you got it. Lord, I know you got it. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you. And the ultimate rest is at the cross. Lord, I know you got it. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you.